0: is Bloomberg Surveillance. We think that the Fed will be able to achieve its target over the medium term. Core inflation has already started to pick up. Monetary policy has been relatively
1: ineffective. You need fiscal policy.
2: I think something actually like utilities, which has been a sector that's perennially unpopular, is going to continue to surprise on the upside.
1: Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio.
3: Good morning. I'm Michael McKee. Tom Keane remains on vacation. David Gurra sitting in today. David, I can't keep up with all the headlines on the Bloomberg. That's we just good. get uh, Ford out making 68 cents in the first quarter. The consensus estimate was for $0.48. Wow. Cents. That's a, a kind of a, a blow-away number right now. Uh, we've also got our earnings out just a moment ago from Bristol-Myers, uh, $0.74 cents a share, estimate of $0.65. Cents, and Bristol-Myers boosting their earnings per share forecast. And then, of course, this Abbott Laboratories St. Jude News.
4: Uh, absolutely. And I think we've got Drew, Mar- Drew Armstrong here on the line. of covers pharmaceuticals, the health industry for us here. And, Drew, just talk to us a bit here about the significance of this deal. Again, a $25 billion deal. Uh,
3: Drew, not with us yet. Oh, sorry. We'll get to Drew in <laughs> just a moment. But it is <laughs> sorry, a- a- sorry, guys. Here, here he is here. here. All right. Uh, Drew, uh, this is quite a deal this morning.
2: Yeah, it is indeed. Um, you know, we've seen a huge amount of consolidation in medical device industry over the last few years, um, Medtronic buying covid and uh, now this latest thing um, with uh, Abbott and St. Jude. A lot of these deals have been focused on, you know, getting scale and getting cost in the medical device industry. You know, a lot of people make pacemakers. A lot of people make cardiovascular devices. And we've seen an effort here to um, consolidate, suckout costs, and be able to compete with these hospitals that are consulting and who are the main customers for
3: these companies. This looks like a long-term deal. Abbott, according to the press release, says it will hurt earnings per share in 2017 and 2018.
2: Yeah, these are two of the giants of the industries. I mean, it's going to take a long time for them to be able to actually come together and consolidate. Uh, they have a lot of long-standing options. are very diverse companies, and it's probably going to take a long time for them to be able to integrate and um, get the kind of uh, cost out of the companies if they need to.
4: Drew, what's this combined company going to look like here in terms of what it's going to produce, where it's going to be headed?
2: Well, I think, you know, St. Jude is a, has a huge focus on um, cardiovascular products,
4: uh, and
2: Abbott is a much more diversified company. Um, they sell nutrition products, you know, adult nutrition. Um they've moved recently even into uh, food like uh energy bars and things like that. They also make um they have their own large cardiovascular division as well. Um and then in addition to that, uh, you know, both Abbott continues to sell uh some generic drugs around the world. Um, you know, I suspect that uh, given the given the acquisition nature, uh, the company will stay headquartered in Chicago. But both of these are massive multinational companies with operations spread all around the country.
3: This is so in
2: some aspects, yeah. This yeah, is not, some aspects.
3: Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's obviously not an inversion deal unless you want to move your headquarters to Minneapolis. <laughs> uh. No, it may actually be the first non-inversion
2: mega deal we've seen in the healthcare space in, uh, in some time.
3: I, I just wanted to follow and ask uh, very quickly before we let you go. Uh, this is a mega deal. You mentioned that we have seen a number of them in this space. How have they worked out in general?
2: Well, you know, I think, honestly, we're a little bit too early to uh, to assess that. Um, you know, most of these really big deals that we've seen in the healthcare space, they've gone go down over the last few years, and it takes longer than that. You know, a lot of these deals, like, as you point out, have a long closing timelines and even longer timelines to be fully integrated, and it's hard to assess them until you're, you know, five, six, seven years out. And you really know what a combined company looks like after it gets through the disruption of going in a through a mega transaction like this. So, you know, for the recent spate of deals, I really do think that it may be a little bit too early for us to say one way or another whether or not they're working. Talk to me in uh, 2020, and I think we might be able to make a good judgment. We all right, to. Darius, uh,
3: r- write that down. Uh, we're going to be interviewing Drew in 2020. <laughs> book him while we can. Drew Armstrong from Bloomberg News covers the healthcare care industry. Investors seem to like the deal. At least those who are holding St. Jude stock in the pre-market, 28% gain in the last five minutes. Abbott shares right now down 4.2%. You wouldn't be surprised to see the acquirer fall a little bit. Uh, David, uh, The markets were lower already. This hasn't had a major impact. It was the Bank of Japan today that actually has knocked everybody down. What they didn't do, the Bank of Japan declining to add stimulus to their already extraordinary policy. Let's get everybody caught up to date. And where we are at the moment, S&P shares off by uh, futures, or rather off by 16 points, three quarters of a percent. Dow shares down 143 eight tenths. Nasdaq E-mini futures off by 23 half a percent. In Europe, a down day across the board, following on the uh, Asia losses. Stock 600 is off by four points, one point one percent. The DAX in Germany 121 points lower, one point two percent, and the FTSE is down 68 points right now. 1%. Bond market 183 is your yield on the 10-year. The 5-year going for 1.31%. 81 basis points for the 2-year bonds were a little bit higher earlier today. Uh they have moved lower in the last uh, few minutes or so. West Texas 4529 is down a tenth, but Brent crude 4718 unchanged. We're over the 47 and 45 dollar marks that we crossed several times yesterday. The real action today the currency markets, the yen getting hammered on the back of the Bank of Japan non-decision. It's lost three percent, or gained. We call it gained three percent the way you, uh, if you want to turn, put it in uh, yen terms, 108.08 euro going for 113.47, and euro-yen gaps as well, 122.65 right now. So an awful lot going in, on in the markets. And this is a Bloomberg Surveillance, and we are, uh, David Gurr and I, busy trying to keep up with it all. We're brought to you by Invesco. Don't settle for average in your portfolio. To Invesco, the right approach means investing with high conviction. Find out more at Invesco.com slash high conviction.
4: A great lead on the Bloomberg this morning. I have to read it. Uh, Even when they do nothing, central banks have the power to surprise and bewilder. <laughs> been chewing on that for a while,
3: <laughs> Surprising and bewildering, uh, people who were uh, long going into the meeting, certainly. Uh, helping, uh, make, uh, helping us make sense of all of this this morning, Julian Emanuel, equity strategist at uh, UBS. I guess we should probably start with, uh, with the big deal. Uh, where's UBS on health care? Uh, do, do you own any of those uh,
1: companies, Abbott or uh, St. Jude? We are actually quite positive on health care. Uh, it's been one of our preferred sectors for almost two years at this point, and certainly it's been uh, difficult the last several months as uh, the political winds have uh, certainly buffeted the healthcare care sector. But what this uh, points out is that this is, this is a place where there's so much cash that's being thrown off, amongst uh, a large slew of these companies that consolidation, whether it's um, in anticipation of a a future growth trajectory or in anticipation of regulatory um, activity down the road and getting ahead of that is is something that we think is going to continue. We were joking a minute ago about the, uh, the Minneapolis inversion there. But I wonder if this is a sign of something, that, that
4: the, the great inversion deals of the past now are at least uh, frozen, or we're not going to see more of them for a while here, uh, the, the, the mega deal, the contours of the mega deals are going to change.
1: Well, it's certainly more, uh, more than coincidence that uh, you had, you know, obviously the blockbuster deal uh, break up a month ago uh, that would have involved inversion, and now you have uh, an onshore-type uh, deal. And, you know, what we'd expect in general is is just a continuation of uh, domestic consolidation uh, for the most part. Well, it, what's your, sh- your rationale for being positive on health care for so
3: long? Was it deals and mergers, or uh, is it
1: a... A, a really strong cash flow business. Well, it, it's all of the above, and, and actually, uh, you know, the consolidation story has been a, a, a positive for certain. But when you when you look at it, um, the Affordable Care Act and, and all that that has engendered have been uh, tailwinds for the earnings trajectory. And in an environment where earnings growth is as challenged, admittedly, as it is, healthcare has been one of the more consistent performers.
3: Uh, just, uh, We're going to have to take a quick break. We'll set up for, to come back and, and ask you about this. But uh, were you as positive about Japan as, uh, as you were about health
1: well, uh, I guess uh, Governor Corotta didn't get uh, Janet Yellen's skip script from the previous <laughs> evening. Uh, well, he, he followed exactly the same script. Well, problem. well he, he didn't, but he didn't. And, and the bottom line is, is that the markets, certainly having come off of the, uh, the bottom in February and rallying as much as we have uh, in the U.S. and, and to a, and a certain extent globally, um, having been de-risked, when you surprise the markets, there's a price to be paid. And Corona surprised the markets. All right. Julian Emanuel is with us. He's an equity strategist at UBS. We'll continue our
3: conversation uh, with him here on Bloomberg Surveillance. Uh, I want to repeat another earnings number that uh, really caught uh, my eye. Uh, Ford, first quarter adjusted earnings per share, $0.68. Cents. That's $0.20 cents better than the forecast revenue comes in a little light though uh, 35.2 billion compared to 35.7 expected which raises the question of what they did to uh, to get the earnings per share up so much and we'll uh look into that as well as we mentioned futures uh, well they've improved a tad after all this news flow s&p futures right now down 14 points This hour of surveillance brought to you by Mount Kisco Volvo. Visit MountKiscoVolvo.com. Here's Michael Barr with the latest news headlines.
0: Mike, thank you very much. It looks like another embarrassing failure for North Korea. South Korea's defense ministry says the North launched a powerful intermediate-range missile today, but it crashed moments after liftoff. Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz has named Carly Fiorina as his running mate. Cruz made the announcement even though he is mathematically unable to become the Republican nominee outright. Frontrunner Donald Trump mocked Cruz, saying he is the first presidential candidate in the history of this country who is mathematically eliminated from becoming president to choose a vice presidential candidate. House panels approved a $610.5 billion defense authorization bill. The House Armed Services Committee agreed to the measure 60 to 2. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike?
3: Thank you, Michael. Ford shares up 3% in early trading after they report much better than expected earnings. You're listening to Bloomberg Surveillance. This is Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by CIT. From transportation to health to manufacturing, CIT offers commercial lending, leasing, and treasury management services for small and middle market businesses. Learn more at CIT.com. Put knowledge to work.
0: Business News, 24 hours a day
1: at Bloomberg.com,
0: the Radio Plus mobile app,
1: and on your radio. This is
0: a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm John Tucker. This update being brought to you this morning by Sector Spider ETS, Why right buy a single stock. When you can invest in the entire sector, visit sectorspdrs.com or call one 866 sector ETF, A stock index futures in the U.S., they're dropping after the Bank of Japan unexpectedly refrained from adding to stimulus measures. Uh, signaling uh, equities will slide for the first time in three days. S&P futures, they've improved just a tad. Uh, right now, they were down 14 points. That's down 7 tenths of a percent. The Dow futures, 137 points lower. That's down about eight-tenths of a percent. And the tech-heavy Nasdaq futures right now, 19 points lower. That's down four-tenths of a percent. And we check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day, right here on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get a check of news from around the world now. Here's Michael Barr.
3: All right. uh, Thank you, John Tucker. It's Michael McKee, not Michael Barr, along with uh, David Gura. And we are here with Julian Emanuel, he is an equity strategist for UBS, and uh, we've been busy just keeping up with all the news we talked about. headlines. The Abbott deal, we talked about earnings, uh, Ford earnings, we talked about the Bank of Japan, and all of that kind of misses the point of what you do in the sense of I'm asking you minute by minute, would you trade on these things? And you're supposed to be looking longer term and figuring out your strategies. So why don't you bring us up to date on what you think of the markets these days. If we weren't talking about uh, individual stocks because of the breaking news, we'd be asking you about valuations, uh, about where we're headed, and about the impact of central banks on a on a macro scale. So uh, where are we? Where, where, what do you think uh, the, this morning about equities uh, in general as opposed to uh, the
1: individual stock? Well, so if you look at a longer term chart, essentially this bull market is now a bit over seven years old. But it's been in a holding pattern for the last two years. Um, But what happened in January and February, to our mind, was very significant. It really was, in a lot of ways, the bursting of what we like to call a negativity bubble, Um, whether you think about it in terms of, you know, very pessimistic sentiment or at the bottom, the S&P 500 dividend yield, 70 basis points higher than the 10-year Treasury. And both of those measures historically are very good predictors of positive forward returns, six- and 12-month basis. In terms of valuation, uh, there's no question that we are at the high-end of valuations uh, based on the post-financial crisis environment, although we are below prior bull market peaks, sufficiently below that if we get the economic growth that we expect to get in the second half of 16 and into 2017, there is the potential for multiple expansion. You're not going to believe this. We have another deal. There you go. Another deal crossing here in the
3: healthcare space. AbbVie, going to buy StemCentrics. This one's a little bit smaller, $5.8 billion in cash and stock. That is literally just crossing, so we'll get you more details on that, David, as they come across.
4: Absolutely. Uh, Julian, what's your outlook for for volatility here? Seems like volatility's been kind of low, but uh, going forward, what do you expect to see?
1: Well, so, so again, the backdrop is looking at last year Um, coming into – the Fed starting a hike cycle, and, and presumptively we expect two more hikes this year, markets do tend to get more volatile. And admittedly, we are in the late stages of a bull market. And again, volatility is the norm there. Um, it, it's certainly within the smaller cycles, uh, you go back and forth. And what we would say is the rally off of the lows in February really has taken perhaps a bit too much risk out of the markets, I think there is an element of complacency in the near term, and we're certainly seeing that this morning with the reaction to the yen, despite this very positive backdrop of uh, m occurring. Hmm.
3: Well, do we uh, think that things are going to improve m- more quickly than a 12- to 18-month timeline that you're talking about? Because we are seeing some confidence expressed by these companies in terms of some of these deals, and we're also seeing over and over again better than forecast earnings. Now, granted, earnings per share are are a game. They're not real, but uh, the forecast was so negative that to see companies coming in um, at such a high beat rate, should we continue to be negative, or should we start to feel more positive? It, it, you know, within 2016, say.
1: So, so basically, the story of the last several months was the fact that, as you alluded to, expectations were so diminished that they were easily beaten. But because the sentiment had gotten so negative during that time, it. Powered markets ahead, but now we're in sort of a more of a show me type state. Uh, you know, you've had, you've rallied 16% or so off the lows. Valuations again are are starting to uh, get towards the upper end of the ranges. And so what we really are going to want to see is the path to true growth. And I think again that speaks back to healthcare, which does have a path. The true growth and clearly uh, a sector that's spending its cash um, opportunistically as well.
4: You mentioned healthcare. What other kinds of, uh, of companies do you want to hold right now, broadly speaking?
1: We like financials here. Uh, we think basically when, when you think about uh, this low interest rate environment, um, financials have had some time to adjust. And the the sentiment is very, very depressed in terms of financials. And actually, when you think about 2016 and, and the back and forth, um, it, it's very much a, a game of psychology. And as far as financials are concerned, investors have been underweight there. And what we're seeing is that better than expected, because expectations are so low, is, is um, causing positive price reactions there. And we think that when you look at the market on a longer-term basis – Financial leadership is very positive for higher equity prices generally in the months ahead. Julian Emanuel from UBS, thanks for
3: coming by this morning. Um, I haven't even had a chance to look at... Who the advisors are on all these <laughs> deals this morning, but I guess you, you want to check that out if you're interested in following Julian's advice and investing in financials. Here's the deal on AbbVie: uh, they're buying Stemcentrics. It's a cancer drug maker. 5.8 billion dollars, two billion in cash, the remaining 3.8 billion in stock. Uh, Stemcentrics investors eligible to receive an additional four billion in cash if what they say are certain regulatory and clinical milestones are achieved. Uh, By the way, AbbVie reporting first quarter earnings, uh, $1.15, $1.13 was the consensus forecast, but they're lowering their forecast for the rest of 2016 as they digest this acquisition.
4: The latest deal, the other, of course, Abbott Laboratories agreeing to buy St. Jude Medical in a deal that values the maker of heart devices at $25 billion. Again, that is a $46.75 in cash. 0.8708 0.8708 shares of Abbott common stock, representing a total of approximately $85 a share. Bloomberg surveillance on Bloomberg Radio.
3: Coming up, we will recap. Uh, it's merger Thursday. Who could have thought? And we'll talk about some of the earnings and figure out what that means for the markets ahead. This is Bloomberg Radio.